0: Welcome to Vibrant Wellness Unleashed. We are your hosts, Emily Ruggeri.
1: And I'm Mike Ruggeri.
0: And today for podcast number two, we will be talking about facing fear, overcoming our limiting beliefs, and stepping outside of our comfort zones.
1: Yeah, it seems to be a, a popular uh, discussion. At least I see it all the time in the world of fitness. Everyone, but I feel like the limiting beliefs and the fear of failure is something that does pop up very often mm-hmm. it seems to be a very common theme amongst people and so I've always personally I've always been curious about why that has always come about so I kind of created a list so in terms of I'm always just curious like I feel like when it comes to first trying to figure out how to tackle things I'd like to try to think about where is it that these things come from so kind of thinking limiting beliefs I know limiting beliefs can be anything but I kind of put it more specifically into like fear of failure because I think that's why a lot of people don't start things. So some of the lists of things I came up with is just trying to think about evolutionarily where things kind of have begun because I feel as though if we'd start looking back to our roots like these things are you know I think it's human nature to do it and so if we understand kind of where they came from I think it starts to set the platform for figuring out how we can make changes and overcome them
0: give us the science
1: the science so <laughs> i don't know i don't know how much science there's there's some there's some assumptions to be made here but i know i think often phil- pretty philosophically so i always try to think evolutionarily where did things come from i think the fear of failure begins evolutionarily with um like as a survival mechanism because i mean historically if we were to fail in hunting, gathering, protecting a tribe, et cetera, like there would be fatal consequences for doing that. So I do think the fear of failure has served as a survival mechanism for that. And it's kind of encouraged caution and alertness. And I think the obvious, which probably still stands pretty true today, especially in the social media day and age, is probably social standing.
0: Yes, everyone wants the likes.
1: Yes, I was going to say, I think because we are social creatures, I think there's the belief that the fear of, like essentially that failure often will put us in a lower standing socially, like in the social hierarchy, and that it would kind of lead to, I mean, and again, evolutionarily it would lead to decreased access to like resources, mates, and influencing evolutionary uh, fitness. So, I mean, those were some of from the evolutionary standpoint, some things I kind of thought of. Of course, like there's the psychological factors, like as we all begin to grow up and like our brains begin to develop, you know, kids, if we think about them, start understanding social norms and expectations. So I think like the fear of failure begins to develop too when they start to internalize the idea that failure is undesirable or unacceptable, which kind of starts leading into like parenting and education and how that can influence how we perceive those beliefs. And of course, then personal experiences. You know, if people have um, individual experiences of failure and they're traumatic or they're very disappointing, like that can lead to some pretty long lasting issues down the line. Um, Sociocultural influences could be just cultural expectations. Like I know there are different cultures will have varying attitudes toward failure Um, I don't know which ones would have the worst. Uh, (laughs) I don't know which one would have the worst attitude toward it. Um, But I know, you know, probably being, you know, in different societies, I'm sure it's, it could be perceived as a catastrophic event and it can lead to shaming or who knows what else. It's like, I don't know. I'm not too, like I said, I don't know that much about what might go on in different cultures, except the perception there could be different. And, of course, again, just media media and societal norms. It's like how it's portrayed in the media, I think, also has a pretty big weight in terms of how people will kind of perceive it.
0: So how can we overcome our limiting beliefs or step outside of our comfort zone?
1: I think a lot of times one of the best things to do in terms of probably limiting our beliefs is trying to redefine I guess maybe like what it is that we're perceiving you know I think a lot of times like changing our perception on the task and kind of seeing not thinking of failure as something that's bad but trying to think of it as a stepping stone for growth Mm -hmm. starts to become one of the best ways to try to move forward I don't think if you I think if you dwell on it for too long it really starts to limit how you think you're going to go like again i can think about my time as an athlete as a prime example like i don't there was never a time i dwelled on the thought that something may not go right i always knew that could happen like i always knew there's always a chance i could come up short i may not do something well but I, I did my best to always remind myself that you know this, this was not a life or death situation, at least in this case. It's like being an athlete, it was really pretty simple. It's like if you didn't execute something the way you wanted to, you were pretty much just able to go back to the drawing board once it was done and realize like, okay, you may not have gotten the result you want, but how would I take what I learned from that and change my approach next time? And as long as I feel like I learned from it, I never saw failing or coming up short as something that was bad. I always just thought it was like, oh, this is really good. I can I can actually learn a lot from really screwing something up because I'm going to have to figure out how to fix it.
0: I think in my own personal story, I wasn't afraid, this, this certain story, I wasn't afraid of failing. I was just scared in general. Um, so... I was afraid to actually, about five years ago, come to CrossFit, work with Mike. I I literally think I canceled on him three, four times before I actually stepped through the door. And I think sometimes, like once I got there, it wasn't scary at all. Working with Mike changed my whole life and I found a husband. Um, But if I hadn't gone through with just facing my fear of walking through those doors, I think I would still be stuck in my ways of, I was going down a bad path of drinking a lot, doing things I shouldn't be doing. And ever since then, I really have started like a whole different life.
1: Maybe, I think it's hard to articulate sometimes, but I figured I'd also ask you, like when you, when you feel like you finally overcame like whatever was kind of the limiting factor to wanting to come to the gym, just as the example you were talking about, like what do you think changed internally in terms of your thought process? Like do you really feel like – was there was there the point where your just maybe your pure drive to want to do it was better? Was there actually just an aha moment where you realized like, oh, nothing bad is going to come out of just trying this?
0: Honestly, with most things in my life, I – overthink a lot and I build up this fear in my mind and once I actually go to do the thing it completely is dissipated I guess and it's not as big as what I made in my mind but with working out um, once I started with you and was consistent I really just have like a drive now to want to do this it's part of my routine
1: No, I think um, something else I have written down here, too, is also, I guess, kind of maybe building off of personal experiences is kind of understanding, I think about even career growth as something like, and I had that written down where, interestingly enough, again, it might be something that some pe- some of you guys may perceive listening to this, some of you guys may not, but I even think of when I first started at least being a trainer, and I think you'll relate as a massage therapist, like I was not good at what I was doing. Right. So if I, so if I would go back a decade ago, there was, there was, if I could go back and see how I used to coach when I was like 18 years old, like 11 years ago, I would, I would probably roll over and be like, Oh my God.
0: Listen, we're all really bad at things. We start this podcast. I stumble on my words. I'm afraid to talk sometimes, but everything you start is not going to be great. And I think you just have to face that fear with massage. I was scared that Every client that came in would hate what I do. But now five years later, I have a thriving business. Same with you many, many, many mm-hmm. years later. Um, you just got to throw yourself out there.
1: Yeah. And I and I think, again, like I said, I obviously I've come full circle in my own coaching development. But even now still too, fitness is a tough thing to try to be perfect at and not fail at all the time. So that's really from my field where I can come from where – every day I'm writing programs and when you sit down to write an exercise program there are principles you follow but the outcome is never guaranteed and it's kind of a two-way street like there's there's the the side of the client that needs to do their job his or her job but there's also my end where I need to try to put the best program together to set them up for success and sometimes I will still come up short and what I think is going to work really well won't and you know, it, then when that happens as I've seeing, it as a bad thing, I do try to use it then as a learning experience. And a lot of times from that prescription perspective, it's like if I prescribe something and it doesn't work, I learn a lot from it and I learn a lot from the client and then I'm able to actually change the outcome. And then I, in turn, I continue to grow professionally in that side.
0: Yeah. Failure is just another way to grow.
1: And embracing discomfort, I think, is part of that. So I do think depending again like on the context stepping out of your comfort zone can really help you grow tremendously and i think about even maybe this podcast is a good example like i'm someone who i talk a lot when i am with clients or when i'm really specifically talking about fitness but usually i'm a pretty reserved and quiet person where most of the time if someone walks by me in general public i might wave and say hello but usually i'm not going to have a huge conversation
0: and people who know me know i am completely introverted unless I know you very well and then I'm a little weird but yeah so for both of us this podcast is completely out of our comfort zone um but we wanted to try it and you know if we fail at least we're going to be talking to some cool people making connections with people learning and we get to just chat with each other
1: yeah and and even in terms of i guess maybe for those listening who kind of think about you know a lot of times I because everyone's perceptions who might be listening to this what you have the limiting beliefs on might change but just because I'm a very fitness minded person thinking about how how is it that you can actually grow the most and how can you change some of your beliefs like if you're working on changing your beliefs and it's great now you've kind of gotten to a point where you tend not to have the beliefs but you're still struggling to grow you do have to blend the two where you're um, I'm trying to think of the best way to kind of say it. It's like you need to get to a point where you're you're no longer perceiving what you're doing, but you're consistently challenging yourself to grow. And in the world of fitness, a lot of times it just looks at doing things that you know you're not going to be very good at, but understanding that by you practicing whatever it is or by you just doing it, you will eventually get better. It's very rare that people try things and don't see some fruits of their labor from actually doing it
0: and that can be anything not just fitness and anything yeah. yeah
1: that's kind of i think why i said it like i'm glad you yeah. kind of articulated it like that i'm just kind of relating it to fitness but you can really see that as anything like usually if people put in the work to do something it, the outcome is usually stacked in your favor to be more desirable
0: for sure I think um to end it out unless you have something else you would like to say.
1: Um I'm really trying to think. I don't really think there's there's too much more.
0: I do know one thing though.
1: You do miss 100% of the shots you do not take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, and now Mike Rory <laughs> have all used that quote now. Back from for anyone who's a fan of The Office. That's a That's a great office quote.
0: All right. So stay tuned for podcast number three whenever we feel like doing it. Mm -hmm. But I believe we will have a guest with us next time. So stay tuned.